Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and it's Friend Friday on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Today, I'm going to unveil a new program for you, one that includes free ebooks that you can download. I'm joined today by our partner in this program, Robin Gansert, the president and CEO of American Humane. Welcome back, Robin. I'm so happy to have you back. I don't even know how many times you've been on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast, but we always have something new to talk about. We do, and I always love Friend Friday, Amy, so thanks so much for having me. Sure. Now, Robin is the president and CEO of American Humane. American Humane is the country's first and oldest national humane organization. It was founded in 1877, and it is committed to ensure the safety of animals, their their safety, their welfare, their well-being. It is involved in everything from pets to animals in farming to animals in zoos and aquariums. And we're very proud to work with American Humane in many different ways, including donating tons of chicken soup for the soul pet food to shelter animals and animals being rescued from natural disasters. We work with American Humane on our Chicken Soup for the Soul books about dogs and cats. We work with American Humane on our television show, Chicken Soup for the Soul's Hidden Heroes, and we work with them in many other ways. Robin, I have to say to you, I was so shocked when I walked on to the Better Connecticut talk show last week to talk about one of our new books, and they said, wait, we thought you were coming via satellite. Why are you here? And I found out that a week prior to that, you were on that same Better Connecticut talk show on WFSB in Hartford. Yes, yes. We had a great time talking about our our new zoo and aquarium uh, certification and the books. We just had a a great time chatting about the, the books we're going to talk about today. Yeah, the videos of animals were amazing on that segment. So let's talk about this, your new zoo and aquarium certification program. I would love for our listeners to understand what this is about because I have been educated so much from you about the great work that zoos and aquariums do for animal welfare. Well, thanks, Amy. You know, American Humane is our country's very first national humane organization, and we're known as the largest certifier of the welfare and humane treatment of animals in working, entertainment, and and other environments where we find animals in our world. You know, we were founded way back in 1877, and we've been on the forefront of really every major advance in the protection of animals from abuse and neglect. Uh, And today, we go to bed every night concerned about the supervision of the humane treatment of really well over a billion animals. 
uh, how we do this as the world's leader in certification about the humane treatment of animals is we build a group of scientists and leading experts, behaviorists, ethicists, and they come together and really develop the latest science and evidence-based practices. And what they do is they determine what it is to be humane. These practices are, again, part of an audit, a certification process where we have a third party come in uh, and we go in with verifiable and impartial science-based systems. And that really does earn and deserve the confidence that an institution is meeting the humane standards that's so rightly demanded by the public because the public just loves animals. So American Humane has really taken it upon itself in our mission to develop strong science-based standards for the humane conservation of animals in human care at zoos, aquariums, and conservation parks around the world. Uh, this program, our humane conservation program, was really developed by a leading independent group of veterinarians and experts in the field of animal welfare, animal science, zoology, and importantly, ethics. And those standards serve as the benchmark of humane care, which all institutions can aspire to. And what I really love about it as a mom is the standards provide verification of good practices at deserving zoos and aquariums and much overdue assurances that the public can support those in good conscience. Because those of us who love animals really want to preserve the rich web of life that's so essential to mankind and really to all the creatures of the earth. So that's one reason I just love this program. I love it too. And I, I'm amazed at the stories that come from these zoos and aquariums. So we recently created these three fabulous books for children and teens and adults with American Humane. The book series is called Humane Heroes, and the books are sold at the certified zoos and aquariums that participated in creating these books. And we are making these books available for free, courtesy of American Humane. So you can download the Chicken Soup for the Soul Humane Heroes books on your Kindle, your Nook, your iPad, any ebook platform that you use. You can download them right to your computer. It's completely free, super easy. There's one for a fourth grade reading level and up, one for a seventh grade reading level and up, and one for high school reading level and up. And each book contains 10 stories. And I have to say that I worked on these with one of our other Chicken Soup for the Soul people, Victor Cataldo, and we just kept commenting to each other about what we were learning from the stories. I have to say, Robin, I did not understand before that zoos and aquariums are like gigantic shelters for animals that have been rescued and cannot be sent back into the wild after they've been cured of whatever was ailing them. So true. There are, we find them to be modern-day arcs of hope, really. Uh, the zoos and aquariums, conservation centers, and really the incredible dedicated professionals who work in these facilities have so many stories to tell. And I, I love this platform of the Humane Heroes book series because it, it gives kiddos stories of life-saving animal rescues, uh, unusual and unexpected animal friendships, mer medical victories, which are amazing, uh, really uh, some unbelievably 
powerful stories of care and conservation of species and habitats, of really uh, hope for the future. These are all real-life stories told in the Humane Hero series of books. Thanks to you, Amy. Thanks to Chicken Soup for the Soul. And I know that these three-book series really will shine a light on all the good that's done by these incredible institutions and those remarkable heroes who work there. And Robin, let's talk about a couple of stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Humane Heroes, our new series of free ebooks. I loved the one in volume one of the series about the zoo that put together a puppy with a cheetah cub so that the cheetah cub would have some animal companionship as it was growing up. Yes, I love this story, too. And this comes uh, to us from our friends at Bush Gardens, which is an incredible facility in Florida that's also certified by American Humane in our conservation program. This story is about this incredible cheetah who was born, and the mother, uh, his mother, just couldn't take care of him. So when the cheetah was born at the Jacksonville Zoo, the animal care team knew they had a problem, and they knew that Cassie needed to grow up with other cheetahs. So they sent uh, Cassie to Bush Gardens in Florida so he could live with other cheetahs there. And he took a long ride and found himself in the Mazinga Lodge at Bush Gardens. And when he got there, they knew that they had to give him a month before he could move into the other home uh, with the cheetahs. He had to have some introduction time. But they know the animal care team knew he needed a friend. So what they did is they got a female Labrador puppy named Mitani to be Cassie's companion. And these two kind of grew up together. They spent their puppy toddlerhood together and kind of grew up together, and they were best buddies. Uh, the animal care team was so good about carefully introducing them. A cheetah and a Labrador aren't, aren't found together in nature, so they had to really work uh, closely with the animals to introduce them. And nobody really knew it would work, but they just knew the two babies needed to have a chance to be friends. So Cassie uh, came over, smelled Matani when he first met him, and I tell you, they just had an incredible time playing in their first interaction. Over the next month, they lived together in the Mazinga Lodge at Bush Gardens, and when they were old enough, they were taken to live in the cheetah house. Even though Matani was a dog, not a cheetah, she got to go with Cassie, and the animal care team knew that their two friends would want to stay together. And for the next two years, Cassie and Matani grew up together in the cheetah house. And as Cassie got older and about the same size as the other cheetahs, he was slowly introduced to them. But because Matani was not raised with the other cheetahs, she couldn't go into the habitat with them. So she stayed in a special area where they could have playtime. And what eventually happened is Cassie got to become part of the other cheetah family. Uh, Matani uh, went home with an animal care team family and is now with two kiddos and having a great life in Florida. And they get to visit each other a few times a year. Matonic visits the park on a leash like a normal dog and gets to see her old friend, Cassie, who lives with his new friends in the cheetah habitat. What a great unexpected animal friendship. And the two get, got to grow up together, a beautiful Labrador and uh, an incredibly beautiful cheetah. He was, by the way, highly endangered creature too. So it's so great to see a cheetah uh, in a zoo or aquarium because, or zoo facility because they are so uh, highly and critically endangered. I loved the fact that there were so many humans involved with making this happen. They were creative. They really thought through what would work. They did it in a way that was very, very good for the cheetah and for the Labrador retriever. And the, both animals are happy now. They're separated, but they get to visit each other. It just showed the huge amount of care that went into 
helping to preserve this endangered species, the cheetah, and they did it in such a thoughtful and humane way. So I was very impressed by that. And then there was another story that I thought showed the huge amount of care that goes into caring for one of these animals in one of these facilities. And that was a story from the third volume of Chicken Soup for the Soul, Humane Heroes. This is the volume that is slated for high school students and older. And this story was called El Milagro, and it's about a dolphin. Yes, I love this story because I actually got to meet Magic, the dolphin that is the baby in this story. Uh, it was a really special day to to meet this incredible creature. Um, what I love, Tunis, is this does give the background about the dedication of these humane heroes working in zoos and aquariums because this one uh, woman, Sophia, she is up at 3 a.m. rushing to her job at the Chicago Zoological Society of Brookfield Zoo because she knows the baby's going to be born. And the baby was born. The baby was magic, uh, named Magic because of this incredible magical story we're going to talk about. There was a 20-person team responsible for the mother, Spree, uh, her care when she gave birth. 20 people were responsible for the mama dolphin and the baby. And what happened? And seconds after giving birth, the mother wasn't really helping her calf navigate through the habitat. And uh, sometimes this happens. Many first-time dolphin mothers aren't maternal in their behavior. So the, the care team, animal care team, jumped to action and were able to reintroduce the calf to spree the mom trying to get her to take an interest, but it really wasn't happening. So the team had to save the baby's life. The life support team constructed an amazing soft-sided nursery pool. They pumped a small amount of milk uh, uh, from uh, the mama dolphin just to be able to uh, create a formula that might help the little baby. And really, they did double, triple shifts, and 30 days later, Thanksgiving Day, exactly a month since the dolphin's birth, the little dolphin popped its head up from the water, and Sophia, the animal care team leader, looked up at this precious face, and despite the fact she was exhausted, she just started giggling, and she said, I can't believe he's still here. He's a miracle. And that's why the baby is named Magic, because Milagro is Spanish for the miracle, and the team uh, named, uh, already named the little guy Magic, uh, so he is a magical miracle born at the uh, Brookfield Zoo. What's great is that Magic was a baby, still playing games, but all taken care of by this 20-person team. And when he was a half a year old, he was ready to play with the other dolphins, and he made friends with another baby, Merlin, who I also got to meet at the Brookfield Zoo. And a year later, the zoo was expecting another dolphin baby. Allie was uh, getting ready to go into labor, and Sophia turned around ready to help another baby dolphin be born into the world, and she saw magic popping up playing with his mother, Spree. And she just loved the fact that Spree and Magic were fast friends, and she just loved seeing them together. And she always thinks as she looks at this precious dolphin, what a miracle he is. And I love that story. And again, people in the Chicago area, or if you're visiting Chicago, you can stop by the Brookfield Zoo and visit with Magic, Merlin, Allie, and Spree and get to really know these incredible creatures. And you can see pictures and videos of these animals, if you go to our website, chickensoup.com, and you go chickensoup.com slash AH, which stands for American Humane, you will see 
links to go and download these free ebooks, all three of them, the Humane Heroes ebooks. And you'll also see links to look at photos and videos of the animals that are talked about in the stories in these books. There's 36 stories. We have videos and photos for almost every single one. So you'll get to see these dolphins in action. You'll get to see the cheetah cub and the puppy together. It's really great, really fun to look at. Wonderful thing to do with students, with your children, with your grandchildren. And we also pretty soon are going to have a free curriculum in the schools to go with these three books. Amy, we're so thrilled about this curriculum. This curriculum is going to be amazing, and I love that it's free, and truly American Humane is so honored to partner with Chicken Soup for the Soul. Oh, we're so thrilled to be doing it, and I know we'll be doing another podcast about it when we officially launch it very, very soon. I guess it's going to be this spring. So, Robin, thank you so much for joining us today on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Well, Amy, thank you for having me, and thank you for your love for animals. And thank you, everybody, for listening today. Come back next week, which is Valentine's Week, to hear stories about the miracle of finding love, including in the most unlikely places. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.